Ezekiel 37. And I want to talk to you about the winds of change today. Because a lot of words coming out, they continue to come out. The winds of change are coming. The winds of change are coming. They're coming. I'm just here to announce to you that they are here. And we want to cooperate with those winds. <laughs> and God is really, really good. I'm going to start out of the Psalms, though, and you don't have to go there. You can just write it down. How many bring notebooks or write in your phones? Because you really should. I don't know how you listen to me and don't write the stuff down because I give you a lot of, a lot of word and some things. So I just want you to, we should be students and disciples of the word, and we should take, we should take notes, and, and it'll keep you awake, too. No, I'm serious. If you're attentive and you're writing, it keeps you uh, like aware and engaged. And God wants us to be completely aware and engaged of what's happening around us. Amen? Amen? All the time. I don't think I'm boring, believe me. I don't think so. But, you know, I know what happens. You get in here, you had lunch, you just, just you know, it happens. I, it's almost like I did exactly what I shouldn't have done is plan church for after lunch. You know? It is later, but I don't know. Sometimes people just get sleepy. So I'm just going to read you a portion of Scripture because I want to talk about God building because the winds of change are going to bring an apostolic harvest. And, and what is apostolic harvest? It's a season where God begins accelerated growth. It's a season where God begins to accelerate the growth of what we step into, what we're believing for, what we're looking at, what we're, what we're sitting with the Lord on, on some things. And God wants to accelerate those things. And I'm just going to read this, this quick, quick scripture out of Psalms 127 because it totally applies. And it's not because we're doing a building. <laughs> it's not because we're moving and going into a building. It's to, I, I'm going to talk to you about an army being built out of Ezekiel chapter 37. But I want you to just, re I'll just read this to you. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, you all know this scripture, they, they labor in vain who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Come on, who's a watchman in this place? We've got watchman ministry all over the place. And so God is calling you to this place. Ezekiel was a watchman. And so we're going, we're going to go there, but I just want to, I have to hit this because this is going to kind of give me a, a base to, to run from. Then it says this, in vain, it is in vain for you rise up early to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved sleep. And I was reading that and I'm like, God, what are you all right, you're talking about watchmen, and then you're talking about sleep. I don't need sleepy watchmen. But I just want to go into that word sleep because God, it, it, it actually means it's an altered state. Everyone say altered state. It's an altered state of awareness and not being awake. I'm telling you exactly what it means. You're gonna, I'm going to read it again. With the focus... That this is a state of rest. 
Oh, come on, that's really good. <laughs> it means this. It means you're in a state of awareness and a state of rest at the same time. That, mean, that means that the Lord is calling us to live in this place. God's building the house. Why? Not because we're striving. God's building your life. Not because you're striving. It's because you're resting and waiting on God. So many times we want to move ahead and people are looking for all kinds of things to do. Do, do. And, and, and God gives you strategic things to do. You know, man, man, we were created to be, you know, we were created to be functional. We were created to, be cre uh, to create. We were created to, to actually um, do things to, to better ourselves and to, to increase. And it's just the way God created. He said, go and, go and subdue the whole earth. This is what he said in the Bible, right? This is what he said to Adam at the beginning. He said, go, go do it. And it's the breath of God that empowered him to do those things. Amen. And so I just want you to look at this because God wants you to be in this state of awareness. It's an altered state. <laughs> that means sometimes I wish I would just dream like prophetic stuff. Instead, you know, God, I, I just, the prayer place is where I get my stuff. Because people that dream, like, you know, they get exhausted sometimes dreaming. Dreaming, It's like they don't get sleep. Of course, now I'm sitting in this place, and, and the Lord's speaking to me about rest. Well, I prophesied this thing over Mark two week, last week. And I'll tell you, I've been up since, I've been up 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock. You know, by 3 o'clock, I've been awake 12 hours. It's not, it's not a great thing. But God's giving grace, right? And so here's what he wants us to be in this place of posture where he's speaking and he's releasing, but you are in an altered state ready to receive. So God is wanting watchmen to be in this altered state of rest, receiving. Why are we, what are we, what are we receiving from him? And how is that looking? And so go, we'll go to Ezekiel. And I just want to, I want to deal with where we're at, and I want the winds, the winds of change, because we talk about the winds of change, and what does change look like? How many like change? Really? Only a couple of you. I really like change. I like it. I don't like the same thing all the time. Like, I have certain, certain things that I do, you know, in routine, but I don't like being in the same place all the time. You know, I want God's presence. I want God's wind. I want him to shift things. And whatever that looks like, God, do it. We don't, we don't like, you know, God is creative. He's not same. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to read this. And it says that the hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, and, and it was full of bones. And he caused them to... Caused me to pass by them around, and, and then behold, there were very many in an open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O oh Lord, God only you know, or you know. And he said, Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter you and that you shall live and I will put sinew on you and bring you bring flesh on you and and cover you with skin and then put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that I am the Lord 
So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and a sudden rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, sinew and flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Let me just stop there for a minute. Because we can have a lot of rattle on things and we can begin to prophesy and some things start to shake and, and rattle and roll, but there's no life in it. And we can whip up a lot of things in our, in our response to what God says, but we need to bring life to what God says, okay? He said also, and he also said to me, prophesy breath, prophesy, son of man, saying to the breath, thus says the Lord of God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breath on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. And he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed, they indeed say, Our bones are dry, and our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of, the, out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord and I have opened the graves, O my people, and brought you from the graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will, I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it. And at the reading of the word of the Lord, we say amen. amen. I, I, I love this scripture, and I love this portion of scripture, but I want you to say that it was the time when Ezekiel was, was speaking, and he was actually preaching this and declaring this to a people that were, were stiff-necked, rebellious, and they would not listen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so we live in this, in this time where I'm believing for each one of us that God is about to breathe life. And I just want to talk about the, the, the winds of change because we speak about the winds of change. I believe that this is the winds of change. I believe that the four winds, we see all the, these numbers, four, four, four. There's four living creatures. There's four winds. There's, there's, four, um, there's, there's four sets of... of, of there's four sets of, uh, of calves on the bottom of the basin of the brazen altar. Three, 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 all the way around. Twelve. And so this, this number four continues throughout Scripture. And I just want you to see that God is speaking something powerfully to us through these things. And I want your, your eyes to be open. So, Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation right now. Lord, we ask that you give us a capacity right now to be able to receive what you have for us in these moments. And God, I thank you that you're opening up, that the spirit of travail is about to come upon the church. That God, we're about to step into something brand new. And Lord, your wind is about to come in ways that we have not seen and we don't understand. But Lord, through this time, we come to you and we ask, God, that you breathe breath. And God is wanting to breathe breath over you. And he's wanting to breathe a fresh new life into you in this hour. And I'm telling you, the body of Christ needs this fresh wind to come upon them. Everyone in this room, 
God needs to breathe life. And I'm telling you, it says this, that the, that the children of Israel, they repeated back this army, this army that need to be raised from the dead. God's raising us from the dead. I don't care what you think. You may think you're walking in complete revival. No, no, there's more. There's more. There's more God wants to do. He wants to awaken your life so that you move into this, this realm and you're living and moving in the flow of God. And the flow of God only comes from the breath of God. Can I say this, that the breath is the intercession? I can say that the breath is just the wind, the Holy Spirit of God. But the Holy Spirit comes as we seek, as we pray, as we release our voice. And your voice is part of the wind that God wants to release for you right now. It, re it reciprocates into, into heaven. You know, he, he, it was said to, today... It was, it was sang today as, as worship that his, he wants us to, just as we, we, we love him and we honor him, and he is honoring you. Listen, he comes with a robe and a ring for you. Do you understand that I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what your situation was 10 years ago. I'm telling you, God comes with a ring and a robe for you, and he wants you to be flourishing in the king's house. He wants you to come back into the courts. And part of this is what happens with us is we get discouraged and we say, no, we're cut off. But I'm telling you the grace because of Jesus Christ, because of the blood of Christ, because of his resurrection life for us, he has put us in position to receive the word of the Lord right now, right here and right now. And so every discouraged heart in this place, you shall not leave discouraged. You'll leave it with life inside of you. Every place where you feel barren, God wants to breathe his life and so I just want to talk about these winds for a minute because I, I, I feel like God is speaking about the four winds, the east, the north, the west. All these winds in Scripture, they do mean something. And I feel like the Lord highlighted this for me one morning, and I, I'm just going to release that for you right now. The north wind. Come on, we're all northerners. But the north wind is an, is an awakening wind. The north wind is, is, is an awakening wind. And you guys, listen, I encourage you, go look up, do a study, the north wind. Just do it. Do it yourself. It's better. You get more out of it. Because you're going to say, what's the scriptures? Well, go find them. But the north wind is that awakening wind. It's a, it's a wind that blows. It realigns you and reconnects you with the purposes of God. Some, some of us move out, back and forth, out of, in and out of the, the connection with the Lord. And he wants to bring us into this place to kingdom purpose. I'm, I'm telling you, the north wind is there to awaken your life so that you come, you come alive and you say, wow, there's something that God's calling me to. So I, I realign myself. I reconnect myself. Whatever it looks like, you need to be connected to a body of believers that are running and, and moving towards the, the, the kingdom purpose. And I'm telling you, you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. God wants to connect you with people. And so I'm encouraging that today. The south wind is releasing the power of God to move you towards, towards, why? Because God's blowing from behind. Come on, the south wind is coming from behind you and moving you forward. And God wants to move you ahead. How many in the, in the room need, feeling like, God, I need to get pushed ahead a bit? Everyone in this room should feel like that. We all feel like we're somewhere, we're behind it. We're behind the curve. No, no, no. God has the wind. We're going to call forth these winds. Listen. You have to prophesy. Here's the deal with prophecy. I'll stop for a minute. I get ahead of myself. But prophecy is something, it's powerful. 
Prophecy is, is something that we, we, we really have to come into agreement with, and we need to hear from the Lord. Listen to me, because Tuesday I was like in a, in a, in a bit of a, 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 a dilemma, because I'm, I'm like, God, did you say that, or am I making stuff up? It's okay, but I had to question. I'm, I'm just being real, all right? Because I'm like, okay, if this is crashing down, then I need to reevaluate what I'm hearing. Are you with me? <laughs> and I'm praying a lot. Don't, you know, it's like I'm, I'm not like one of these pastors that don't pray. We, we pray. I pray. I'm before the Lord. And the Lord is speaking, and he, and he continues to speak. But I want, listen, even, even in the navigation part of this, even going in and, and knowing what, what's next and, and knowing what God wants you to do for the next step of your life, God wants you to hear the next move. He doesn't say something and change his mind. Are you hearing me? He doesn't speak something and then change his mind. No, no, no. He speaks life and he speaks a word to you and he wants you to go in that direction. Now, here's the deal. God wants you to hear him and then begin to speak to the four winds. You're asking for the wind of God to help you. And it's not some formula, you understand. And I'm, I'm speaking prophetically that there is a wind. You have to ask the Lord, Lord, where is that, where is that thrust behind me? Where is the wind that behind me? Where is the thing that's behind me to push me ahead? And I know this. See, here's the thing about me is I won't quit. <laughs> so I didn't know if I was tiring, tiring someone else out. You know? Sometimes God will close doors to stop you from moving. But sometimes it's like this, no, you just got to press in and press past. Sometimes you just got to continue to believe. Sometimes you just have to move beyond your doubt and unbelief. Yeah, go with me to James for a second. Help us. James chapter 1, start in verse 2. Are you there? Say word. Okay, good. James says this, brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing, stop, knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith produces something. <laughs> Talk to me about patience. I think I'm getting there. <laughs> produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. Ouch. How many want patience perfect work in you? Come on, Joe. You're with me. And, and I... And I that you may be perfect, that means mature and complete. I'm not done. I'm not done. Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. That means if I'm super patient, I don't lack one thing. That means when I walk into maturity and completion, come on, he said in his word that he's going to work, work you over until you're perfect. 
Yeah, come on, somebody. Just rejoice because it's, it, it's bumpy along the way, but God wants to release it for you right now. And so lacking nothing, if anyone what lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives what? Liberally. So there's more than enough. There's more than enough wisdom. There's more than enough knowledge. There's more than enough of all these things. And without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask of what? Faith. Let him ask of faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven, tossed to and fro. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's a scary promise right there. So there we go. With a double-mindedness, right, we get nothing. The Bible says nothing. <laughs> James said it. Holy Ghost wrote it. Well, J Holy Ghost said it. J James wrote it, I should say. Right? So we get nothing from the Lord if we go flip-flop, 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 flip-flop. Right? Because I honestly, I feel like this. God is wanting to shake out and remove it. Every one of us have it inside of us. Ah, repent of it now. Because I'm telling you, the axe is coming to the root. <laughs> the axe is coming to the root. I know this because this, <laughs> we'll get into that next week. <laughs> but the axe is coming to the root because God wants to rout out all the unbelief. And listen, you cannot work up faith. Your faith only comes from spending time in presence with the Lord in the time. In Spending time with the Lord and in his presence so that you can fully engage with God. And when you meet God and he speaks words to you, you know he speaks to you. And you begin to move into those things. But it's not like, well, maybe he said, no, no, no. Either he said it or he didn't. I don't mean to be black and white about it, but, but this is what I feel like the Lord is speaking right now. Like, I know we're testing ourselves in certain ways, and, and, and the gifts and stuff, that's okay. But when God's speaking and he wants you to move in a, in a specific way in your life, you need to hear God. You need to not flip back and forth. You need to not change your mind. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, you know? God wants you to walk in strength and in power. And the faith of God only comes by him. It only comes by him. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a formula for faith. This is what has, this has everything to do with the wind. Because when we're speaking about the winds of change coming, we're believing God for specific things. God's coming to shift things. He's, we're believing for the awakening to come to our lives so that we wake up. That we wake up personally, you have an awakening. It knocks all the, all the, all the sleepy stuff off of you. All the stuff that keeps you from moving ahead. And then the wind of God comes behind you, the south wind, and begins to move you ahead so that you're like a sail. All you do is catch the wind of God behind you. And then, then things don't stop or slow down. You're just trying to keep up with the Lord. Right? That's how it should be. When the glory is moving, when, God, when you're in the glory, it shouldn't be a fight. Come on. I'm saying that after I just got through a fight. But sometimes there's just, you know, natural things that we're ignorant of because that's what most of this was, was natural things that I was ignorant of, man's systems and government and permits and all that stuff that you need to get knowledge, right? We can't move ahead if I don't have any knowledge. 
And so God's trying to, trying to pull us into this place of understanding and knowing him. Ready? Because faith, what does faith look like? Well, let's just go there for a quick second. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm reading one verse. Verse 3. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which were seen were not made of things which were visible read it again yeah we need it by faith we understand that the worlds were formed by what god's word this pole that's in the way of everybody it was formed by the lord but it, it lived someplace in non-existent until someone said i'm going to produce this <laughs> what I'm saying is here's the deal you as an individual you are made by the Lord by the breath of, of God's voice by the all of a sudden glory revealed who you were and you were created in your mother's womb actually before that right before that, you were conceived in God's eye first. And he spoke your name and you were brought forth. No, this is, this is all the truth right now. Whether you know who your father is or not, he's your father. <laughs> right? He's the one. That's your dad. He's your creator. He's the one who brought you out of darkness into light. He's that one. And so when, when we say this, that the worlds were framed, everything in this world, so everything you begin to speak as, as a son of God. Why? Because the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ is now inside of you, and you, you make a declaration that came from the Lord, it begins creative power. That's what the prophetic should do. It should, it's more than a psychic. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not reading tarot cards and telling you lies. I'm, I'm speaking the word of God and what God downloads into me over you so that it begins to create God's reality over you. Are you hearing me? So the, when the wind of God comes through an individual, through Ezekiel, right? We see it. He sees the vision and it's visionary, yes. But it's something that begins, he begins to prophesy the birth of a nation. And so you need to begin to prophesy the birth of what God wants to do in your life because the glory, the king of glory is inside of you and that glory has to come out and be released to create. Mm. Are you all right? So the, the south wind is behind you and God's word is, is speaking over you the things that are not seen. He's speaking through you things that are not seen yet here and he's speaking them through you it's God it's God alone it's no you're not the universe <laughs> you are not the universe God is everything the Holy Ghost is everything the power that God resides inside of you is the thing that creates because when you speak and and it's not some weird faith formula again I'm telling you God wants to use you to prophesy through what intercession first I'm telling you, this whole thing that we're doing for prayer, it's going to take a it's going to morph. I saw it. 
I saw it. It's changing. It's changing. So get ready for change because a wind of change is coming. What does it even look like? I don't know yet fully, but we're going to prophesy it. And so the, the Spirit of God wants us to come into that place where we're creative with our words. You have to be creative with your words. Do not be destructive with your words. Bring life through your words. There's the only way to annihilate the enemy having any place in your family or in your future is to speak life. Is to speak life. I don't care if it looks dry. I don't care if it's just, if it's dead. God has to bring life to it as you agree with him. It's totally about agreement with God. And so the south wind's behind us. And it's bringing you into God's plan. The east wind is the glory. It's the glory that's released. And it's releasing the treasuries and the blessings of God. How many want to, I want the blessing of God on my life. It's, it's annihilating all the stuff, the locusts, all the things. It, it reverses all that stuff. All the things where the enemy's been trying to eat up your life, eat up your finances, eat up, eat up your vision, trying to discourage you and break you down and trying to wear you out. Are you hearing me? The enemy, if he, can't, if he can't get you to completely quit, he'll just try and wear you down. Whatever it looks like, he's trying to wear people down. He's trying to wear the saints of God down. And so I breathe life over you tonight. I speak life that you be empowered by the presence of God. That you receive greater glory in this hour. So it's the treasuries, it's the blessings, it's the fruitfulness. And we don't want to be, come on, God has not called you to be barren. God has called you to be fruitful. It is biblical. You can't show me any different. He's called, he wants you to walk in fruitfulness. He doesn't want you to walk in a place where there's a desert and all dry bones. No, he says, this is why he says to the prophet, arise, speak, declare, and breathe. The, the Bible says breathe. The word breathe is spirit. It's releasing the spirit of God. Breathe the breath of God. And so now we're positioning ourselves to breathe the breath of God. Why? To bring that life. Things can rattle. Things can make a lot of noise. Things can look like they're happening. Look like they're happening. But then there's no real life there. And then the west wind... The west wind speaks of releasing kingdom authority. Listen, Jesus was the one to speak to the storm and stop it. Now surely we wish that we could have just spoke to, to Ian and told it to go away. But we're not perfected yet. And there's plenty of prophets down there and plenty of men of God that could have done it. And there was prayer meetings going on. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is going to use you to do this, to begin to speak over people's lives, speak over your own life. And listen, let's practice it in our own life first, right? God wants us to practice these things in our own lives, that I begin to speak the west wind over my life. It's the west wind that brings kingdom authority, that I cast out every devil. You do self-deliverance. Oh, don't even get there. Right? And he's going to bring that deliverance through that wind. And so he set, he, you see this, he set, he, 
Ezekiel prophesies these things, and it says, you shall see when all these things come to pass that it was the Lord that did it. You can't take credit. The Lord did it. No ministry can take credit. The Lord did it. Come on. We just have to be the people that are in agreement and walking in agreement with the Lord and walking with him so that we see those things. Uh, let's just go there one second. Isaiah 59. Verse 19. It's the glory of the Lord that comes from the east and the fear of the Lord that's blown in from the west. <laughs> fear of the Lord meaning the reverence, the awe, the wonder of God, his presence. When he comes... I'm telling you, when he really comes, I feel like we're just going to be on, hitting the deck. It's just not going to, you know, all these things that we're, I love all the charismatic stuff that we do and that the Lord does, and I love people getting slain out, and I love, you know, the gold dust and the prophecy and all these things. I love it. I love it. I love the new wine. We want to live in the new wine. We want to live in the glory. But I'm telling you, when the fear of the Lord comes, we're going to hit the ground. It's going to be so much heavy, kabod glory. It's going to be so heavy, and God will change people in a, in a moment. This is, this is the type of thing that happened over in, over in Wales. Th these are the types of things that would happen. They would get stuck. <laughs> Mariah would wear that at stuck. Like, imagine that if I got stuck. It happened to John Paul. Getting stuck. I better not say it. You get stuck, and you can't move. That's what happened, Mariah Woodworth, hours and hours and hours. And they would just stand there, and the presence of God would just be in the field. And people would be overcome by the presence of God. No one doing anything. She wasn't saying anything. She's like this, frozen, you know, like those people on, on the street. They're all bronzed over, you know, scare, scare people as they're coming by. I'm telling you. This is, what we're, this is what we have to ask the Lord for. This is what I'm going to prophesy. This is what I'm going to prophesy. This is my breath that I'm going to breathe over, over this place and over this city and over the, over the region and over New England and over America. Would the awe of God come back? Would we be encountering the Lord? That the fear of the Lord, because all the other nonsense will go away <laughs> once he shows up like that. Like, God will just change everything by his presence, by his manifest presence, showing. Even get past, I didn't do good. Here we go. So they fear, they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun, which is the east. When the enemy comes in like a flood... The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard, a standard, a standard against him. So I want to just kind of land here because God wants us to be in this posture where, listen, the enemy's trying to come in in certain times of our lives. 
But the Lord is releasing power. The Lord is releasing his voice. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up. It raises up a standard against what the enemy's doing. So by your prophetic voice, by your prophetic sound, look at me, everyone in this room has a sound within them. It is the God sound. It is God's sound inside of you. It is not the universe's sound inside of you. It is God's sound inside of you. There is something about the Lord releasing His vibration, His sound, His presence through your voice. The Bible says this, who, who will be saved if they don't have a preacher? Like, people don't get saved unless you share the Lord with them. People don't get healed because you're praying over here for them to get healed over there. Sometimes in a, in a, in a, in a meeting it would happen maybe. But normally, God is looking for you to be the extension of his arm and to grab hold of someone and say, I sense you need dot, 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 dot. God wants to use you like that whether you're in the marketplace or in the ministry, right? Because he, it's not just about the, the pulpit and the ministry. It's about walking in this, in this sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and this awareness. Remember that. <laughs> We're in an altered state. Come on. You're in an altered state. And God's trying to pull you into that altered state so that you're aware of Him. Why an altered state? Because you, normally in your flesh, you cannot sense the Lord. God will do things in a room and you'll be thinking, that's a demon. Nope, sometimes it's the joy of the Lord on someone. <laughs> nope, some, sometimes if they're shaking and quaking and baking on the ground, they just need deliverance. And God's doing it right there. And it's the Lord. It's not a demon manifesting. Sometimes God's going to do things that is going to shock you and we need to be ready for that. Because when the wind of God comes, the breakers of heaven are going to come. Oh, oh, come on. The wave upon wave upon wave is going to come of his presence. And so you, you have a voice. And you need to prophesy the wind. There's a wind inside of you. Yes, you're full of air. You're full of hot air. It's okay. The, the Lord wants to use you as a voice to bring forth life into New England, into your family, into your children, into your parents, whatever it looks like, people you don't even know. And it says this, that, that I feel like it said, when it says this, the Lord, thus says the Lord God, come and send breath into that which is dead. The word come, he's calling the Lord, He's calling the breath of God. It's like a shooting arrow. The language is like this. He's, a, he's releasing a shooting arrow through your voice that changes, that strikes the mark, that brings the intercession to an end, and it brings it to a point where it's supposed to go. Yes, it's true. That's what it says. I'm telling you. And by your sound, you bring life to that which is lifeless. You bring strength to that which is weak. You bring water to that which is dry. Yeah. And so 
God wants to call it forth in a portal through your life, and you are the portal of heaven. You are the living portal on the earth that God is looking to speak through, to move through. But I want you to be encouraged today because the Holy Spirit in this hour is looking for someone that will watch on the wall, that will be fully awake in an altered state, in a state of rest. It's so messed up. The language is crazy. I'm probably not even getting it right, but I'm getting the gist of it. You're called to be in an altered state in a place of rest, bringing change. And so many of us, we sit here and we're, we're not in, we're, in the, we're not in a, a place where we're, we're walking in that peace. And I'm telling you, the more you get into, just call the wind. <laughs> All you have to do is call the wind from the west. All you need to do is call the glory of the Lord from the east. All you need to do is call that north wind that's awakening your heart. All you need is, the, is that, that south wind that's pushing behind you and pushing you to your direction. It was the south wind in, in Paul's missionary journey at the end in Acts 28 that was, the, that was calm. It was peaceful. And then all kinds of turbulence tried to come against that one wind. Yeah. So you need to allow God to smash all the rocky soil in your life. <laughs> you know it? Just let him in and let, let him in and let him, let him just totally take over. I need, the, I need the worship team to come up behind me. And God is calling you, look at me, everyone in this room, you're a gatekeeper. You're a gatekeeper. That means... You're, you're either just taking care of the gate of your life and God wants to give you that. He wants to increase that over your life. Right? As, as, a, as a husband and a father, I'm the gatekeeper over my family. First over my life. Right? I'm taking care of the gate. The eye gate, the ear gate, every other gate. My mouth is a gate. All these gates, it's, they're portals actually. And what comes in what are we allowing in? Right? And so as a, as, a, as a leader in the region, I'm a gate. As a, as a body in the region, we're a gate. And God wants to use you to speak forth life in the midst of anything that's going contrary to God, what God's purposes are in the region. That goes to government. It goes to addiction, goes to whatever social and any just social justice issue. Come on. God wants to take care of these things, and he's waiting for the ecclesia. He's waiting for that army. He's waiting for the dry bones to rise up. He's waiting for the ones that are saying, no, 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 we're cut off. No, they all of a sudden they realize they're not cut off anymore. Because I hear more and more things just about. New England in general like someone someone said something yesterday as I was at the fair they said oh well you know Sean Foyt encouraged New England that you know they had you know up at Jamie Dixon's church up there in Maine that they had the tenacious love conference 
that Sean Floyd had, had released an encouragement to the, to the region, like, you know, Governor De, DeSantis was inviting him to be, go to Florida, and he's like, that doesn't make sense. California needs help. So we're called to be a light where we're put. Called to be a, a gate where we're put. You're called to be a, a voice where you're put. And that doesn't mean that God doesn't move or transfer people, but we're always looking for the easier. Believe me. <laughs> if it could have been easier, we would have been gone. But I'm telling you, if it's not one thing somewhere, it's another thing. And I'm encouraging everyone in this room, you're a gate in the region. You're a gate that God wants to use. And God wants to speak through you and just get ready for the wind to come. How many want the winds of change to come to their life? I mean, you want God's authority to come over all the, all the, all the, all the locusts, that, all the things that the locusts have eaten. Don't you want God's authority over those things? And so God's trying to shape us, shake us out of despondency and into a radical transformation that comes by the wind of God. And so stand with me. Come on, stand. See, his, his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. There's no heavy thing that God can't overcome.